Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Thought Thinkers, I still cannot believe that we have arrived at Season 7, and this is Episode 2. Today, we are going to talk about getting out of your own way, and my palms are sweating because I didn't even realize how much I missed you guys, how much I miss talking and last week's episode, I'm sure I did a lot of rambling and I'm sure I'll do a lot of rambling today that that's because of the actual title of this podcast, Run On Thoughts. My thoughts really do explode in my head. And for that reason, I'll probably never take off that much time again because I realize that these conversations are also therapeutic for me. So I can't do that because now I have to take all these thoughts, I have to put them in all of these mini little boxes so that I can gain some clarity. But I did share with you guys that while I was off, I had some life issues that were going on, I was making merch, I was thinking, I was doing, I was living. So I'm excited about what I was doing, but I really didn't like being away from you guys that long and away from my own thoughts. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes when you're out in the world and you're absorbing, it is important for you guys to get it out. That's why journaling, and I realized that this podcast is a type of journaling because I try to stay away from clickbait topics. I try to stay away from things that we see on social media, right? I I try to stay away from the observations, right? From watching other people's lives and being nosy, even though if you know me, you know that I am extremely nosy. But I will say that I am nosy because I am observing. I like to unpack the lives of other people and see how we all are unique and how we all are alike. And that is how I then place myself in the center of those topics, right? And then share my own truths with you guys. Before we get started, I want to invite you all, if you haven't already, to go to runonthoughts.com and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram. Um, I'm not really on Facebook, but you can go over there. So Instagram, Twitter, any of your social media platforms, and you can feel free to also go to runonthoughts.com to choose your favorite platforms. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, and iHeart. Now that we've gotten the business out of the way, let's get started. Get out the way. I really wanted to say, move, bitch, get out the way. But I'm trying to be serious. 
Today's episode is about me, but I'm sure many of you will be triggered because usually we all are experiencing some of the same things in life, right? So when we hear other people talk or when you listen to your minister or when you listen to a leader or when you listen to someone else's podcast, it's not that they are always talking to you, but because we are in an energy field, it is very clear that we usually are experiencing many of the same things. So get out the way is me talking to me, hoping that then it is talking to you. Get the fuck out the way. I didn't even really want to curse. It just came out because that's how I feel right now. I'm sitting here, summer is almost over, and we have to make some decisions about our lives. And one of the decisions that I have to make is to get control of my health, right? I think I told you this. Many of us are disciplined in what is easy to us, right? Yes, I'm disciplined when it comes to going to work, when it comes to paying bills, when it comes to taking care of my home. Those are my strengths. And many of those strengths come from my traumas, right? I don't wanna be homeless. I don't wanna be hungry. I don't, right? So because of that, my brain fixates on doing the things that will keep me from some of the past traumas that I experienced as a child, right? Like usually the young person who was chunky as a child and got picked on and they took that feeling in, what happens is that once they gain control of their lives and they get in the shape that they desire, now they become fixated on maintaining that and that becomes a discipline. Now, how do you do that with something that wasn't a trauma, right? What do I need to attach to my subconscious mind so that I can get serious about my health? because I keep having these false starts. I say I wanna get in shape, I say I want to be better, but then nothing happens. So to keep it 100 and keep it funky with you guys, I understand that that means that it's not that bad in my head, right? In my head, it's not that bad. In my head, I keep playing games with my subconscious mind and I keep playing games telling myself that I'm going to do it, right? There's something that's going on that doesn't want me, me, to get my shit together, right? That means that there must be benefits from not doing it. And what are those benefits? Those benefits are cakes and cookies and laziness and being able to do what the hell you want to do in that area. Because for me, I feel so rigid sometimes with the level of responsibilities that I have and in doing everything that I say I'm going to do. But that's a lie because I don't do everything that I say I'm going to do because I don't do the things that would make my health better. 
right? It's because I still want to be in control and I want to eat what the fuck I want to eat. <sighs> Good. I said it out loud. I want to eat what I want to eat. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to do squats. I don't want to do sit-ups. And then I thought about it. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to get up in the morning and go to work. I don't want to clean. I clean because I like the benefits of cleaning. I go to work because I enjoy the benefits of what money allows me to do for myself and my family. So why can't I make the jump over to doing what I need to do? And that's because I recognize and actually I believe in one of the seasons I had someone on and they were talking about the mental health attached to these ideas and how we all have to attach something to it. I have to attach a long-term goal. I have to attach a consequence. I have to attach a need to this feeling of exercise. So for the last week, every day I have been waking up and I have been trying, not trying, I have been activating my chakras. And the reason why I took back the word trying, because I believe that it is very important to be clear with the universe, God, whatever you call it. I believe it is important to be as clear as you possibly can with what you want and what you want to receive from the universe. You got to be clear. So I've been saying I want to lose weight. Want is like hope. That's like being in a horrible relationship and you want and you hope for of the man or the woman to be better for you so that you can have the relationship that you dreamed up in your own effing head. That's what want is. The problem with want is that anybody can want. You can want anything. You can want to win the lottery. You can want that person to like you. You can want that person to be good to you. You can want anything. So saying I want to lose weight, I want a better job, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. First of all, it sounds selfish, but the truth be told, you really asked for nothing. You have to make a fucking declaration out this bitch. Right? And in these chakras, I'm learning that I can't even say that I am going to lose weight. Right? I am because when am I going to do it? It's so crazy that I always say that I love words. And as I get older, I am understanding how much I love words. And I'm also understanding the power of words. How words have been used to take over. Words have been used to own our minds, to own our spaces, to own what we do, to manipulate, to gaslight, to do anything. This is why the stories and the words that you tell yourself are even more important. The words that we tell ourselves are so important. So the truth is, what are you telling yourself? What am I telling myself about weight? What 
am I afraid of? What is it about losing the weight, right? I feel beautiful, I'm happy, I'm joyful. What exactly is the problem? Am I too comfortable, right? Do I not wanna make my lunch and carry it, right? Because it just feels like on those things that are not at your to top of your to-do list, we are always in a space of always finding excuses. And I'm tired of finding excuses. I'm tired of coming up with excuses. And the truth is, I am not obese in no way, shape, or form, right? So I don't want to put out this false narrative about exactly what is. But I do have a lot of gut weight, right? And because, and I don't drive, so I walk a lot. So I have strong legs, no fat, no cellulite, no anything, right? So I have strong legs, but I carry the weight in the center. And because I carry the weight in the, in the center, I think I've shared with you guys that I am also a type 2 diabetic. And that is the reason why I have to get my health in check. I don't eat as bad as I used to eat because now that I'm cognizant of what I eat, I'm a foodie, y'all. And I used to have pancakes and eggs and sausages for breakfast. And then I work with a hundred Italian men. I used to have ziti and, and shrimp carbonara and Don Peps for lunch. And then come home and make fried chicken and macaroni and cheese for dinner. And I don't do any of that anymore, right? Because I don't want to. But it's still not good enough. And I know it's because I still have sneaky foods, right? I'll eat a light breakfast, then I'll sneak a cookie, and then I'll have lunch, and then I'll sneak a donut. So I'm a sneaky mofo, right? And then on the weekends, I get really buck wild because nobody can see me. And I know that this only harms me. And while we are unpacking and unlearning, right? I want to unpack and unlearn bad eating habits. And I know this shit ain't easy. It's kind of like if you've been getting your hair straightened or pressed your entire life and then you decide to go natural and you think it's going to be an easy ride, it is not easy. And the reason that it is not easy is because what should have been normal and natural is no longer natural. So now you got to try out all these products, try out all these ways and become disciplined in a new way of doing things and that takes time so there it goes right what i am seeking is immediate gratification because that is what i get from the things that i am disciplined about when i clean my home i get immediate gratification that it is clean when I go to work I get immediate gratification knowing that each week sorry guys I still get paid every week 
that the, that the check is going to clear and that I can do many of the things that I want to do for myself. And that is my issue with working out, with exercise, with taking better care of myself. It is the immediate gratification. Now, here is what I am going to do. I am. Here we go with the I am. Because I do recognize that at my highest level, it's not I am. I need to understand all of these things, what your your hope, what you see, what you feel, what your your what you love. Ultimately, you have to get to a place of understanding that you exist to be in alignment with your wants and desires and that they are already yours. And it's crazy because the more I exist in that space, the more I want, the more I understand, and I am going to simply just get it done. I am going to get out of the way. I am out of the way. I understand that the only thing not aligned with me getting myself in shape and in good health is me. And it's already written. If I just stand in it, just stand in it. But what is going to be my short-term goal attached to it? Because clearly, like me, most of you need immediate gratification. That's why we always in fucking trouble. Because we need immediate gratification. We meet people today and we want to know if they love us tomorrow. We meet people today, we lust after them and we have sex and then try to go back and backtrack the relationship and figure out what the F went wrong. Well, you wouldn't have got that body if you had just gone slow and go through the natural process. But we all want to skip the goddamn process. Even me. I thought about taking those shots to lose weight. I was taking a shot for my diabetes, but the shot was making me vomit. So I decided that I wasn't even going to increase my dosage. And I realized that you don't got that much weight to lose. You can do it. Just freaking do it. Just do it. So one of the things that I was doing when I was away from you guys is that I wrote a diabetic management log. And I am so excited about my diabetic management log. It's called For Everything and Nothing, Diabetes Management. And the reasons why it's for everything and nothing is that every day when the number 44, and now I'm adding the number seven, when I see that in the world, and it's crazy that that's my number because I have a coworker and friend whose um, daughter's number is 44, and that child has gone on to heaven. When I first started my job, I was replacing this woman as she was going to be having a child that child was born on June 19th. That happens to be my son's birthday, June 19th, right? It's just crazy how the universal energies work. And now when I see the number 44, I pray 
But I've been doing that for so long, and that number 44 was her daughter's baseball number. Every time I see the number 44, I stop and I give grace and gratitude to myself, and I thank God, the universe, Mother Earth, whatever I feel like at the moment for everything and nothing. What does that mean, everything and nothing? It means that if I had nothing, I would still be grateful because I am here and I have had nothing. I have had an interesting life of highs and lows, of struggles, of trauma, of abandonment, of abuse, of whatever you can name. But I was determined to fight my way out of it. I was determined to break cycles. I was determined to do the things that people said were impossible. And because of that, that's when I started saying, I am grateful for everything, therefore grateful for, I am grateful for nothing, therefore grateful for everything. Does that make sense? When you are grateful for the little things, it is easy to always stay in a place of gratitude. And when I started telling myself five things that I'm grateful for, at first they're easy to say the five things you're grateful for. But once you start saying it every day, you start to realize that you are grateful for things like the rain, because they allow the trees to grow and give you the oxygen. You start being grateful for uh, heat and a warm place to stay. You start being grateful for having five toes on each foot. You start being grateful for having the audacity to be able to buy overpriced lotion. You start being grateful for that you still have ears to listen. You start being grateful for a mouth to talk. I'm grateful that God, I can hear God's energy and words through my spirit. That's my superpower. I hear you, God. I hear you loud and clear. And you have always been there for me or provided me with angels that have carried me every step of the way. It hasn't always been easy, but there has always been a guide, right? And so when I was off, I made a journal that you can purchase on Amazon. I also made uh, everything and nothing question book because my whole life, my son and I have used these books to get to know each other. So I decided to make my own book, which was important to me. But my sister friend, Christine, who owns a fashionable favor, she's the best cake baker in New York City, and that's on, period. She said, why don't I write a book about diabetes? And I said, you're right. Because that's important to me. It is important when you are creating that you create from a place of love and understanding. I don't want to sell you guys things. I want to share experiences with you that work for me and hopefully may work for you because that is what this podcast is all about. I am sharing my journey and unpacking in front of you and hoping giving you and hope that I am giving you the space and the freedom 
to unpack your own life. And you don't have to do this out loud or with anyone, but you do have to open up and figure out who are you? What is important to you? So when I created this book, I started feeling more attached to the idea that I have to get my shit together and get out of the way. In the opening of the book, it says, here we are living with diabetes and the goal is to live well. I created this 13 week diabetes management notebook for myself and then decided to share it with the world. This simple, easy to use notebook is for those of us who still have notebooks and journals sitting by our bedside table. We like to see it. This notebook will encourage you and assist you in maintaining a healthy lifestyle and keeping up with important information for you and your doctors. Included in this book, emergency contact, insurance log, doctor log, medication log, health check log, weekly meds, food and activity log, an appointment log is in the back of the book, and then there's free space at the back of the book. Right, I share some things to remember, like you need to have your feet examined annually, you need to exercise regularly. I do this all the time with eye exams. You have to make sure your kidneys are checked. The crazy thing about diabetes is that, ain't this a bitch? It's one of the very few diseases that you can control. I get to be the boss. And that is what I am going to attach to this. Right? I'm a bossy, controlling chick, which is what people say about me. So I'm going to own that. And I'm going to stand in that and say that you are also the boss of your health. You are not some weak woman who's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. You can do it. You're going to do it. And you understand how important it is for your life. I want to be here. I want to to be here in the future. I hope you guys go to Amazon.com. You can put my name in, Marshall Wilson, and look for my book. And I hope that you are able to share this book as a Christmas present, as a New Year's gift for your elders in your life, for the youngins in your life, for anyone who has diabetes. I do hope to expand as this book grows and make a management book just for simple exercises or for other diseases. And I hope that this serves you. I will be starting this book for real October 1st because it is a 13-week handbook because really they're 13 weeks in the three months. And as a diabetic, you're supposed to go to the doctor every 90 days to get blood work and to be tested and to make sure that your A1Cs. So with this handbook, what happens is that you're able to put in your insurance information, right? All of your insurance information, you put in all of your doctors, in the back of the book, you can write down your appointments and things that you need to do for those appointments. You can put your emergency contact in the book. So this is really good for grandparents, right? I tried to get my father an Alexa, but he's old school, right? Like I use it to make appointments, but he likes something by the bedside. And the truth of the matter is that if that any of your caregivers or children come in and you do this book, they can look at it and see what you're doing right. 
Every week you do a check-in to figure out what you've done right and what you plan on doing even better. Don't be hard on yourself, but it's a log for how much water. You can log your uh, blood sugar levels. You can log your exercise. You can log all of these things so that you can see it in big print, right? Because I've gotten diabetic logs from the doctor and I'm like, what the hell is this black book? It's so little that I quit. And then I tried to make one of those online logs for myself. And that's good, but I got to log in. And I realized that I'm one of those people that enjoy paper. So if any of your loved ones enjoy paper, then log on to Amazon.com, look up Marcelle Wilson, and you will see my four books. But importantly, you will see this diabetes management. It is in a... Um, a pastel palette of blues and all the cover it says things like keep track activity h2o believe you can believe you can sugar is sweet that's really about me and i want you to take the first step i want you to take the first step of your health if you don't have issues with diabetes or if you simply just have the desire that you want to be a better you for you then attach a short-term and long-term goal. The short-term goal that I'm going to be attaching is that I'm the boss and I like being in control. So start with being in control of your health, chick. Sir, whoever you are, whoever's listening, stop making excuses. Don't wait for the new year, because what the fuck does that mean? First of all, it gives you 90 days to do nothing. Wow almost at the Christmas holiday, which is my favorite time. And this is not about extremes, right? I don't want you to go to extremes. Nothing extreme will last forever. I want you to go to discipline. I want you to go to a place of healthy balance. I want you to understand that balance is the key to everything. I want you to get out of the way of whatever it is that you need to do for yourself. I am talking about health, but you could be talking about school, about a career, about your children, about a relationship, about travel, about fears, about getting over things, about anything. Get out of the way way trust that you can do it because you want to hear some shit if you don't trust you and if you don't honor your commitments to yourself then you will never be able to honor or believe that other people should be trusted because what you can't do for yourself you automatically believe that other people can't do it for you either. And another thing I want you to do is stop telling yourself bad things about you. We all have negative ideas and negative thoughts pop into our heads. And you can't always control that. But what you can control is immediately replacing the thought with something good. 
something positive. Give yourself permission. Take over. Boss up. Say something positive about yourself. Like, for instance, I say, oh, my God, my gut is so big. Say, but you're still here to change it. You still can do something about it. You have nice legs. You have a beautiful face. You can go outside. You live across the street from the park. When you say one negative thing about yourself, immediately say five positive things about yourself. Change your internal dialogue about yourself because the more negative things you allow to go unchecked about yourself, the deeper you fall into believing the shit, right? Positive energy takes work. Negative energy don't take or need shit. It doesn't need your permission at all. It just shows up. The positive energy is the work. Start telling yourself positive things and you will see the universe, God, energy, everything begin to align for you. Think about all of the things that you succeed at. What do they have in common? What do they share? They share your incessant and insistence on them happening. Love you. It's not ego or arrogance to love yourself. But ego and arrogance are not love. Love is giving yourself grace to make mistakes. But you can learn from those mistakes. Just like when that negative energy pops up on your shoulder and what society calls the devil, right on that other side is the angel. But you have to reinforce it and you have to make it stronger, right? And we start by getting out of the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.